0: So here's the question. When the rules we've been operating by have burnt us out and the hamster wheel is keeping us awake at night and stuck, how do we, as expert entrepreneurs who want to make significant impact but just can't take on one more thing, grow our businesses and teams, double our revenue while working less? That's the question. This is The Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and this show explores the answers. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Business Habitat. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and today I'm super excited to talk to Nicole Barham from Design Your Wealth. Nicole has an amazing program called The 5-Minute bookkeeper, which is really empowering entrepreneurs, solopreneurs all around the world to really get to know their numbers and to process their numbers on a daily basis. And I just love the business model. I think when we're talking about becoming aligned leaders and building and creating our own business habitats, I think that some really great topics that Nicole and I cover in this particular one. First of all, actually how to break the rules on the more traditional expert businesses, in this case bookkeeping and sort of, you know, bringing that into a community and a more membership-based thing with a very simple tool that's based on Excel. So it really sits before the market, before any of the software and really starts teaching people how to take control of their numbers and actually develop habits around that um, at an early stage and in power. I think that's a really good how she's actually, you know, developed that and why she developed it from her own experiences and her own background. The next one is really the niche piece of this to go really long and deep into a market as opposed to, you know, breaking away. And Nicole also drills around with the behaviour of actually not breaking out of that niche, which can then lead to kind of a more fragmented approach and a shift in focus, which is quite often, as I've learned, you know, does knock you out of alignment. So. I really would love you to stay tuned and to listen to this. I think there's a whole lot of stuff to learn, particularly around teaching people around numbers, but also the actual business model itself and what Nicole has done to build that into a high six-figure business with a team of only two. I also wanted to mention that as Nicole was leaving, she did mention that she'd just been on Good Morning America. So I think that that's something. And we will put a link to the recording where she talks about her amazing business in that as well and what kind of leads were developed from that so stay tuned really enjoy this conversation it's all about numbers loving your numbers more importantly it's about how to keep in line aligned and build businesses that really are the future hello everybody i'm super excited to be here today today we have nicole barham with us and wow you should see her product she is a numbers woman who has really got the small market um, under control and I'm going to say is taking on the big guys of Zero and QBO with a really interesting slant in the niche market. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Samantha, for having me.
0: Well, one of our biggest passions here at the Business Habitat podcast is experts who have taken their Their business and what they actually do, and really niched it down into the market and taken on some of the old sort of rules. And I think you hit that, particularly with your five-minute bookkeeper. Everyone, check out the links. Some you'll know what I mean by that. But what I would like to explore first up, and what we always like to explore, is the story of actually how you got to be here, because it certainly was not a traditional route that most people who are servicing and helping people with their numbers take. So. Can you just give us a quick summary of your story?
1: Of course, Sam. Thank you so much. So I just realized that in the market for, there's a gap, there's a huge gap between people who start their businesses and are not able to outsource their bookkeeping right away because it's, um, you know, it's cost, sometimes it's costly or they're not, you know, bringing that income in yet. They're just starting. And they just are looking for a simple way to take care of their finances, right? And so there was this gap where they were either buying um, software that was not um, intuitive or not user-friendly. And so they, um, I was one of those people who um, was looking for a solution years ago when I started my affiliate marketing business and just was not finding something that was easy. And because of that a lot of us would leave our finances until it's time to file taxes, right? And so, you know, we don't know what's happening in our business until, and we're always surprised <laughs> when we're putting together a numbers are like, oh, I did not realize I, you know, lost, you know, I had a loss or, you know, whatever the, the it was, it was always found out later. And so uh, I was one of those people who always finding out at the tax deadline, scrambling to get my numbers together And so I just knew that the, and because of this, I was not paying attention to my numbers. Right. And um, not paying attention to my numbers uh, meant about six, seven years ago, meant that my business, my first business went bankrupt, not paying attention to the numbers, was in a lot of debt. And so, um, you know, I just figured there has to be a lot of women out there like me who are in business doing everything themselves not having financial systems because it's overwhelming or they don't want to look at it, like plain and simple, don't want to look at it. Uh, so I wanted to create something that would help them to, uh, and myself, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to bridge this gap until they were ready for a bookkeeper.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think that so often we see when we work with experts, we see people you know, giving advice on cash flows and getting knowledge around numbers who've never struggled who've never actually had a cash flow issue um quite a, a number of our accountants and stuff like that. And I think until you've actually walked in the seat, walked in the shoes, you don't really understand. And it's my belief that you take your expertise and you wrap it in your lived experience. If you had told me many years ago that I would be teaching and doing what I do now, particularly around businesses and, you know, actually how to build safe businesses and teams, I would have laughed at you, but I had to do that. And I had to learn also how to, for my own systems and processes, how to change and how to not burn out in this world that we live in in an expert business. So it's so weird. And that's exactly for you, is you built what you needed at the time, as Tony Morrison says, you write the book that you needed, and you've written the book that you needed. And it's very rare that I see this that we see somebody who's taken something that is in a massive need. It is one of my big bears in life that, and this is actually an American stat, you know, 25% of people would rather get a root canal than go to their accountant. <laughs> and then also the other aspect which you were talking about is how many people, and it's most people, just prepare their, their numbers for tax. Yes. You know, do you find when you're working with these people, the knowledge that they're getting to actually make strategic decisions you know, what, what are you seeing when you, you're working through this with people?
1: I see, first of all, a lot of clients who had no clue how much they were making. For some of them, they're making more than they thought they were making. Because a lot of uh, my clients are side hustlers. They're not really yeah. full-time entrepreneurs. So they're building their businesses. And they're not sure how much they're bringing in. And so I've worked with clients who were who said to me, oh my goodness, I am making $1,000 more a month than I thought I was making, right? And then there are others who will say to me, just seeing my numbers and having the clarity around whether or not I'm bringing in enough, if I need to increase my prices, a lot of price increases, those decisions, those strategic decisions Are made using the numbers, but like you, sometimes you cannot make them without numbers, unless you just want to wing it and just you know, you know, make a price, make a price up. But definitely looking at the numbers and seeing how much income they're bringing in, and then figuring out how much they want to bring in, and what do I, what do we do about you know, hitting that goal, right? So, I see where a lot of people use those numbers to make those like really important decisions. To grow their businesses,
0: I think this is so important, particularly for people who do take that. So, I mean, I know the statistics are lean on that, but one in five or one in eight might take that. And, you know, you're building that muscle. So when you do get to the bigger businesses, you actually have that muscle now. You're not scared of your numbers. And you're taking, I think you call it, you know, more empowerment around your numbers. It always interests me, and it's funny that you came from an affiliate marketing background, how much time, effort and money people spend on getting trained in marketing and sales and all the front-end stuff, how to do a good program and all of these sort of things, um, but how little time people spend and money people spend on the protection part side of these things and, the you know, the data that comes out, which is the numbers because at the end of the day, none of us are doing this because we – we do want to make money out of it. And what <laughs> you know, what what actually measures that at the end of the day is the PL and the balance sheet, which yeah. measures the wealth. Yeah. You know, it's so empowering to see to see this, that you're doing it. Now can you just explain because another thing that you know I always find is a big block in experts, and I know that this is true because, you know, I had the same problem is that we go, oh gosh, we've got a, you know, how do you do that at a cost effective price? When, you know, traditionally bookkeeping is done one-on-one or you go and do it for somebody or how do you do this and what kind of model have you built that allows
1: you to do a lot more at scale? Literally a very simple Excel spreadsheet. And then as I was selling it and I was demoing it because I do a lot of, you know, my clients, they have to do their own bookkeeping. So, of course, they want to see how it works, right? So I did a lot of demos and then after a while, there were, even though they were buying five-minute bookkeeper, some of them were not using it. And I liken this to having a gym membership as opposed to having a personal trainer, right? So they they buy the tool and there's lots of tools out there that a lot of people will buy, but they they never use them or they never get around to the finances because of you know, whatever reasons, could be deep-seated money issues, or it could just be, I just don't have the time, right? And so I started to incorporate support and accountability because I knew that they have the tool, but they also needed the support to continue to build these habits, these micro habits that we were talking about, that, you know, building this muscle and being empowered daily to just spend a few minutes with their numbers. And so that's how I created a membership around 5-Minute Bookkeeper and my other tools so that we have a private community where people could come ask questions and also we have weekly money dates we call them where they're like co-working sessions that they can come to update their finances ask questions and then just jump off the zoom but at least they have a community of other entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing as them so they feel empowered and also supported.
0: I love that because I think that everyone thinks that everyone's number should be a big secret too and that's just like no you need to (laughs) It's like anything, it's like some of the evil thoughts that we have, you know, most people actually having the same thoughts. (laughs) So (laughs) if we actually share our fear and we go into it and we can see that me too, um, and then you're seeing someone who's similar to you and and inspiring something and building what I'm going to to guess, because I I do have, um, I do know certainly one person who's in this community is very safe as well. So you can, there's no judgment, there's no thing. I think the judgment around numbers is something, you know, that we need to decrease I think that's one of the reasons that people are and it's not even external judgment <laughs> it's internal judgment and you know I think too the people that we've got to take that away because at the end of the day you don't actually need great maths everyone says oh you must be because you am know, an accountant you must be a good have good math skills I sound terrible at maths, but I can add yeah. up <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> take away I've got grade eight maths I'm okay
1: I, but I don't know where this came from though like this i'm so bad at math like math has absolutely nothing to do with your with accounting and your numbers and um your bookkeeping it's like two totally different worlds i'm not sure where i guess because they're both numbers i guess people just automatically think that they're related but i'm like no you just have to know how to add and subtract basically and the system does it for you you just need to know how to enter data that's it exactly your fifth grader can do it
0: yeah and then later on (laughs) interpret it This episode is brought to you by The Aligned Leader, a six-week program built to combat the leadership fatigue syndrome so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. You know, with your story, and I think that community, and I love that because that's really breaking the rules. Everyone's saying that over here in particular at the moment, obviously, I have lots of clients who are looking for bookkeepers and lots of clients who... Have people who want to want this kind of service and and you look at it and go this is such a great idea it's bringing it down small it's giving a it community it's giving you a muscle to develop over time so you can be that business person that you want to be um because i think i actually think i'm quoting you here i think you said this in the green room previously but it's if you don't know your numbers you can't call yourself a business owner so you know business owners who are very successful know their numbers. So you have to learn to behave like that. So you have to be that person first.
1: Yeah. Of course. And and even if you're, um if you have a bookkeeper, you have to be able to be comfortable with the numbers. So this is like your training ground for when you hire someone, when they say P&L, you're, you're not like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've had a client who, She's amazing. She said her tax professional asked her for a PL and she had no clue what they were talking about. She had to go Google it, right? And she was already in business, um, and now she's been in my program for over a year. And she asked me recently. She said, "Do you have something that I can use to, pre- to forecast my income for the year?" And I, I had another tool that I helped her with, and I'm like, "Well, I'm, i I was so proud of her, you know." She came in not knowing what a PL was, and now she's you know doing so well with her finances that she's looking to even do more advanced stuff right so it's your training ground for your being comfortable with your numbers so when you're meeting with your accountant you, or your bookkeeper you don't have to feel intimidated or you don't have to feel like you don't know what they're talking about so yeah i think it's it's great it's a great way to start out to get intimate with your numbers and that's why we call them money dates <laughs>
0: I love that too, money dates. I actually have a a money date every week with my numbers. Um, And for a while there I wasn't actually enjoying it because they weren't telling me what I wanted them to tell me. But And for a while there I actually wasn't doing it because I realised I'd fallen out of love with my numbers and I wasn't loving them unconditionally. Um, And that's not how you should treat your numbers, people, or anybody, (laughs) really, or anybody. I'm talking like numbers are a person. (laughs) (laughs) I am that I have an account. Yes. I <laughs> love numbers. Um, I actually love the story behind numbers. I must admit, I have my own finance team who does all our accounts. Like I couldn't, you would not want me doing your bookkeeping. I mean, you certainly would never want me doing tax, <laughs> but I, I can see numbers and I can see what that they can do in the story that they can tell, not just in the penal sheet, but backwards. And it's, I think we've got to take back the numbers. I think that somewhere along the line either we never had them because you know, It's so important, part of this, and it's just as important as marketing and sales and team building and all of that. They're all important. But the protection piece, the compliance piece at the end is sort of done as a side rather than seeing that numbers underpin every aspect of your business, whether it be the growing. And how can you make a marketing decision to invest in a marketing plan if you don't know the return on investment and how that's going to affect you? It's all of this sort of stuff, and these these lead to these right. decisions um, that are made. And uh, you know, we work with people who have multi-million dollar businesses and can't do that. And we teach them to love love their numbers. And as I said, not it's not always. And also, I think it's too about taking responsibility to it, not blaming your accountants or your bookkeeper for not explaining it. Maybe have a look and start asking things. Would you say? Ask questions. questions and if they don't you want have. to answer it, I'll give you an example of a. Uh, She's not my client. She's my hairdresser, but she has an amazing hairdressing business, probably top five in Australia, over a million bucks, which you just don't see. And she's only 30. And she told the story of the first accountant she had wouldn't explain to her what BAS meant, so our business activity statement, oh, wow. which is our quarterly lodgement document that we lodge our GST, which is good services tax, or, or VAT mm-hmm. for anybody else. And he wouldn't tell her what that. He said, "Oh, you don't need to know that." Bang, he's gone. And then I think she went through one more and then she finally found somebody who would explain all that stuff to her because it was her thing. Now she doesn't do them, but she knows what they are now and the importance yeah. of them. And I think that you got to take that responsibility um with your business and the fact that you can allow people to take it early on. I think it's like right. it's kind of it's it's inspiring. I think another thing that I really wanted to drill down to ask you about is the drilling down Mm -hmm. on that niche, like not being everything to everyone. Because I'm assuming you could then, you could very easily go and teach people. You could even expand your tool. But I think this is one of the things that happens as soon as you start doing it. So tell us about why you chose this niche and how you stick to it. Actually the behavior behind it, because I'm (laughs) going to assume that people grow to a certain point and say, can you take us the next step? So how do you actually control that? Because that's our internal yeah. ego and everything getting out of control. And I think that's the one reason that people come out of niches when they should definitely stay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have an amazing coach. Um, I'm in her program, Rachel Rogers, and she has a program called We Should All Be Millionaires. Yeah. And I joined that program in 2020, June 2020. And I when I joined the program, she's she's very um adamant about selling one thing find your one thing because if you don't if you're all over the place then people will be confused and they're not sure and a confused customer does not buy right yes so even though i started out i knew what my product was you know by going through her program you know created the the product and then i knew that i could do so many other things right and i have done that but i've still stayed really close to five minute bookkeeper yeah right so i have the product but then i have the membership community and i also do vip days where i help people to you know get their numbers up to up to scratch and i also do um coaching so help them with all of that plus i hold their hand and you know kind of do a, a lot more one on one so it's it's re- it was really hard to stick to one thing but i i kept thinking okay there are enough people who need this that I don't have to start branching out and I don't have to start like spreading myself. thin. if I really drill down and really talk to this person every single day, you know, I've grown my business from basically zero in 2020 to multiple six figures. So they said the riches is in the the niches, right?
0: (laughs) The riches is in the niches. And you know, honestly, um, I'm just about turned fifty-one, and it's taken me oh a good you know I've been in, in industry for or some type of business for thirty-five years. And people, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's the same with even your habits or anything else is prioritized. Like you have product within the five minute, but it's like stick to your niche, become famous in that, and and then you can service everybody to the best of your ability. And it also, also of course, has to be in line with what you want out of life and, and what your passion is, which you seem to have nailed that. And that's another reason why I wanted to have, have you on here is for that reason. And it's very important, particularly for all you experts out there, when we just want to help so many people in different things, and then it's, of course, you can still help them by going, okay, you're done with me now. Here's blah, 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 blah. Here's the next person. Yes. Here's an yeah, accountant next who can, or a bookkeeper yeah. who can take you. I know that their values are the same as my values and blah, 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 blah. And that's then about building network because then then the trust's here. And I would think there's a whole lot of people out there who do keep it at a side hustle and, and do stay at that level. It's, you know, it you are probably in the biggest market of business yes. or or people who call them business. I think it's around about, I don't know, 50 to 60, I'm going to, I'm feeling a bit stuck. Stat shy today, but because uh, I got one wrong the last second, <laughs> but i want to yeah. get in trouble. But and I will, <laughs> I I will get in put trouble. it in the um, show notes, people. But I think it's around sixty percent of businesses do turn less than two hundred. Um, so you're in that you're in that zone too. And by businesses, we mean have to lodge something on their tax returns or or whatever that is. So side hustle. So that's where most people are. So you are probably actually in the big, you are in the biggest nation, no matter what the stat is. So um. Yeah, and I just wanted to really slam that because that's a lesson I have to keep learning. So I know that, <laughs> that my listeners also have to keep learning because we are we are, as experts say, you know, solve all problems, and yeah, that really is a misstatement. You can't. Um, so
1: no, absolutely not. And I, I what I did as well, I was really strategic when it came to like other people asking me to do. Other things for them, I kept really close to Five Minute Bookkeeper, so I do have Five Minute Biz Tracker, and I I had a um, you know I created so much buzz around Five Minute Bookkeeper. She's a business owner. She reached out to me. She said, "I already have a bookkeeper, but I want to be closer to my numbers. Ooh. Do you have anything that I can keep track of myself? Because this five minutes a day, unless you're running like a multi-million dollar company." Um, you can take five minutes a day to do your own finances, even if you have a bookkeeper because you don't meet with them weekly or sometimes it's just once a month. Right. Um, so I did create five minute biz tracker, but I did not go out there like blazing with that. I just had it like a, a little thing on the side where someone might need that they're transitioning to a bookkeeper, but they will still want to keep their numbers. Then I offered them five minute biz tracker. So, um, it's, it's not that you can do, you, you can do something else or you can, but make sure it's not like too separate. It's not sugar and shoes, you know, it's really closely aligned. It's really closely related. So, um, you can easily transition from one to the other. So I do do other, you know, other, create other tools and systems, but I really stay close to five minute bookkeeper because there are so many side hustlers, as you were saying, and nine, a, a huge percentage of them would not be paying a bookkeeper to manage their books if they're not making a lot of money. And of course, if you have a job, a day job, you might not be making um, a lot of money where you have to hire a bookkeeper. So I do have that market, um, You know, I wouldn't say it's cornered, but I do have a lot of people who will re- reach out to me and say, I've been looking for a solution like this um, because I don't yet have the money for a bookkeeper, but I also don't have a proper system in place. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know that there's um, there's a lot more work to be done and there's a lot more customers in that niche, so I'll, I'll stick close. I was going to
0: say multi, <laughs> multi, multi millions um, of customers. Yes. So, I mean, how, just from a business point of view, um, do you have a team? Like how do you, how do you obviously you've got great systems, <laughs> technology. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, so I do, I have a team of two. So it's me and my my, um, my assistant and the because i've automated so much of my business um someone who goes to my website will watch the demo video and they will be added to my my email list the nurturing happens they decide to buy sometimes i do like um a promotion or something and and um so it's really totally automated i do not do a lot of client calls yeah um, the only people that I talk to are people who want done for you services and want to work directly with me, then we do some calls. but otherwise, everything's automated. Um, it, they're they're introduced to the community, they join, um, no very, very low touch until they come into the community and if they have like questions and stuff. but yeah, my systems are really, really um, robust. so my my assistant and I don't have a lot of work to do. <laughs>
0: So I want everyone to hear that multi-six figures with two people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I spent you, I, I expect you spent a lot of time making sure that those systems, so you, you know, time up front. Mm-hmm. I think this is where certainly you you spent a lot of time up front, copious amounts of time up yeah. front, getting the systems right so they can take over. You know, planning and actually um, you know, executing that plan and testing it is the key here. So then you don't need people because there is a shortage of people, you know, out there, particularly in the finance areas. And this, there is a lot of stuff that you can automate, particularly the touching and stuff. Oh, God, that sounds so rude, didn't it? <laughs> particularly the nurturing and everything <laughs> of clients because at your level you're not, um, you know, you're not not huge amounts of money so the, the touch can be like that and and they want that so you can right. get it to more and more people because this is important. I mean, if we can get an education groundswell at the side hustle startup stage, um, then businesses, I think, the some of the, the the stats of businesses going gangbuster then bust because of the reason. Forty eight percent of people in the uh, business startup businesses in the United States now this is a, this is a proper stat. Don't go. This is a bank stat. Don't go bankrupt because they don't have a bad business because they have bad business. They go through personal spending. Yes. It's because the, the business might be doing $100,000 a year and they're spending hundred fifty, dollars And more, The the it's not that people just want more, more, more. They just have no clue that that's happening
1: and that's the problem you're trying to solve. Absolutely. And that was me. That's That's exactly where I was. Honestly, that- it's me too. Like definitely. It's knowledge.
0: It's actually, you know, understanding. And then it's like ignoring it because if you ignore it, it won't be there. Will go do
1: I call that the ostrich effect. <laughs>
0: um, yes, you know, let's face the inevitable things here because then you can actually make some decisions. But um, I love that the problem you're solving—it's so simple, um, but it's yeah. um, you know so empowered as well. And you're dealing with one of the biggest, I think, blocks for any um, business owners, and that's their fear um, around money. Yes, um, particularly women. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I think there was so much in there, not just, you know, from what you're doing, but also how to really start looking at your business and how you can make more impact. So um, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sam. This uh, This was amazing. Thanks
0: so much. No problem at all. And to everyone out there, as always, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for your time. We work super hard on this podcast and are passionate about helping expert entrepreneurs build businesses without overwhelm. To help us, can you please leave a review if you loved it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast podcast.